Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is up, guys? Welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon. I'm going to be your host, and this is episode 69. Uh, A couple housekeeping things before I get started on today's episode. I'm going to be giving away four $50 Amazon gift cards in the month of December. Okay, four, quantity four, $50 gift cards to Amazon in the month of December. In order to get one of these gift cards... You need to do three things. And in total, this will take you somewhere between like three and five minutes. Okay. Number one, you need to go into iTunes and leave the podcast, leave me a rating and a review. And honestly, if you've gotten value out of this podcast at all, just this episode, you know, when you're, when you listen to it or any previous episode, if you've got any value out of it or any value out of a conversation with me over Facebook Messenger or Instagram DMs or anything like that, if you've gotten value out of that, then it would actually be would be huge for me if you could leave me a rating and review anyway, even if you don't want to participate in the contest. But this is a way for you to actually get something back potentially. So if you've gotten value out of anything, go over to iTunes, leave a rating and a review. Okay, that's step one. Step two, take a screenshot of your phone while you're doing that, while you're leaving that rating and review. Okay. And then the third thing, go into Instagram or Facebook, either one, and post that screenshot and tag me and tag another friend. Okay. If you post in both Instagram and Facebook, your entry will count twice. So you'll have twice the the chance, twice the opportunity of winning that gift card. So again, I'll just recap. This is a three-step thing. Super simple. Should only take you a couple minutes. Go into iTunes, leave me a rating and a review. Take a screenshot with your phone of yourself leaving that rating and review and then share that on either Instagram or Facebook or both and tag me and tag another friend. Now you can share this on Instagram stories or just make a regular post or you can share it on Facebook stories um, or a regular Facebook post, whatever you want. Just make sure you share it and tag me. Okay, on Instagram, I'm at Gordon.light. On Facebook, I'm at Gordon.a.light. And those will be in the show notes. But tag me, tag a friend who you think will get value out of this podcast, and you'll be automatically entered into that. Now, this is going to run from the day that this episode airs, which is going to be November 27th, which is a Tuesday. And it's going to go all the way through the month of December, all the way to December 31st. And I will announce the winners, and I'll contact you in January, very, very uh, beginning of January. So anyway, uh, that's going on. And I think that'll be a lot of fun. So um, this particular episode is about a topic that comes up all the time, it comes up all the time. And it's it's about cardio versus weightlifting. But more specifically, this is for weightlifters, this is for people who already do resistance training of some sort, they already lift weights, 
Okay, they already spend time in the gym moving iron around. And, and really what it is, is when should weightlifters do cardio? When should people who are lifting weights regularly and getting great results with cardio, with weightlifting already, when should they do cardio? How much cardio should they do? Okay. And the answer is not a simple answer. Okay. It's not the, I mean, the, the blanket answer should be when someone asks, should I do cardio? The blanket answer is yes. Yes. Every person, every human being should do some form of cardio, something. The reason I believe that is very different from the reason other people think that, or a lot of other people think that. Um, the reason I think everyone should do cardio is really for arterial health. Okay, it's really for arterial health and getting your blood pumping, getting your heart rate up, right? Because the heart, the more you do that, the stronger it gets. And that corrects a lot of things that would otherwise could, could otherwise come up in the future, like the slowing down of everything. You always hear about people as they get older, everything slows down, everything becomes less efficient. And a lot of that is just a byproduct of them not using their body. So I did a podcast recently on adaptation and how the body adapts to things because it does. And one of the things that it adapts to is age. So as you age, if you stop doing things, if you stop moving, if you stop doing cardio, if you stop um, lifting weights or doing some sort of resistance training, your body will adapt to that. And the way it adapts to that is in the form of slowing down and not doing as much, right? So cardio is great for those things. Cardio is great for keeping your arterial health in check, keeping your heart rate up, right? And, and making sure your heart is strong and healthy. You always hear about heart health, right? Heart health, that's a term that people throw around. Well, one of the ways you can improve your heart health is through cardio. The other thing it does, which weightlifting cannot do, is it can build endurance, okay? It can build endurance, it can build stamina. And weightlifting can do that kind of, but weightlifting is different. Uh, and I'll talk about caloric dif- like caloric burning differences and metabolic effects and metabolic influence between cardio and weightlifting in a minute. But when it comes to endurance, when it comes to energy, when it comes to stamina, cardio provides a level of that that weightlifting cannot. So when you perform cardio, especially something that has varying intensity, whether that's high-intensity interval training or, or a mix of high-intensity interval training and low-intensity steady-state training, okay, the, the acronyms for those are HIT and LIS, <laughs> H-I-I-T and L-I-S-S, but if you do a combination of those things or even one or the other, you are building a level of endurance that weightlifting cannot bring. So if you were to spend more time doing HIT cardio, guess what's going to happen? Because HIT cardio, for those who don't know, as a combination of, uh, well, one example of how to do HIT cardio is going out onto a track and like a round regular track that people do track and field and stuff. And you, you set up a, a pattern, a routine where you, you walk half a lap, you jog half a lap, and then you sprint half a lap. And you do that over and over and over and over again. So you're doing intervals of walk, jog, run, or walk, jog, sprint. So it's like low intensity, medium intensity, high intensity. And then you just do that over and over and over again. That's an example. That's one of millions of examples of how to you how to build a hit cardio routine. But anyway, what that does is it conditions your body 
for stamina. It conditions your body for endurance. It conditions your body for explosiveness. It conditions your body for for um, speed. And it also builds something that's really, really hard to measure. Um, and that is, uh, that's like loss. That's weight transfer loss, which is something that's used in athleticism and sports, not really in weightlifting or even in personal fitness, but um, <laughs> weight transfer loss, meaning the more you do hit cardio type things where you're running and sprinting and then walking and running and sprinting and walking and you're, you're exploding and then coming to a rest and all that. What you're also conditioning yourself to do is to be able to transfer all of your body's weight and all of your body's energy from where it's generated, which is usually your legs and your core and your back. And it, and you build the ability, you create the ability to transfer that to the ground which will propel you forward with speed and power faster, basically, and without loss. Because the more loss that you have when you're doing that, the less speed you're going to have, the less explosiveness you're going to have. Now, I, I realize that this may not apply to you if you're not in an athletic environment. If you don't play a sport or you don't compete in anything or, you do, or frankly, you just don't care about having explosiveness. But this is a byproduct of that. And I'll tell you that even if you don't compete in a sport and you don't do this, where this does come into play in everyday life is when you're doing things around the house or if you have a physical job or if you have kids and you're doing things with your kids. Maybe you're doing, maybe you're playing or coaching or teaching a sport. Maybe you're just wrestling with them outside. Maybe you're having a water gun fight. It doesn't matter. These things actually transfer over and you notice them. So yes, I think hit cardio and cardio in general is good for everybody. Now, when it comes to weightlifting and weightlifters, I definitely think cardio is important for a whole number of reasons. Because chances are, if you are weightlifting, actually, you know what, before I get into that, I do want to touch on what I mentioned earlier, the difference between weightlifting and cardio in terms of caloric influence and metabolic influence or caloric burning influence and metabolic influence. Uh, just real quick on that. Cardio has an instantaneous effect, meaning if you do cardio for one hour, you will spike your metabolism and you will burn calories for that hour, but you're not really building any muscle while you're doing that. And because you're not really building any muscle, you are not putting your body in a state where it requires long-term additional nutrients to sustain itself based on what you just did. So as a result of that, you are not really influencing your metabolic rate long-term. You are only really influencing your metabolic rate at the time of doing that cardio and maybe a little while after. So yes, if you need to burn 500 calories, jump on the elliptical and hustle, <laughs> hustle your ass off and burn 500 calories. But don't expect that 500 to keep trickling out past the time you spend on the elliptical and turn into 600 or 700 or 800 over the day. That's not really what's going to happen. And you're not going to build muscle from doing um, work on the elliptical that's going to continue to burn calories over the extended period of time. However, if you are lifting weights, it's quite the opposite. So yes, you'll definitely burn a few hundred calories while you are lifting weights, like while you're actually actively lifting weights. That does take energy, that does take nutrients, it does take resources in order to perform those lifts, okay? But the 
benefit, the main benefit, the biggest benefit in terms of weight loss as it relates to weightlifting is when you're weightlifting, you're obviously building muscle, right? You're weightlifting, you have proper nutrition, you're building muscle. As you build muscle, you're burning body fat. Muscle will overrule body fat. And as you build muscle and you burn body fat, guess what? Your body has to work harder and it has to provide more resources to those muscles to sustain them. So the more muscle you have on your body, the harder it is for you to retain body fat. So if you just continue to eat the same amount of calories, but you are building muscle, then guess what? You're going to lose body fat and you're going to have a higher metabolic rate. So that's really why I always preach weightlifting for people who are trying to lose weight. So I just wanted to touch on that real quick. So anyway, back to weightlifters and when and why they should do cardio. So weightlifters are weightlifting for a reason. If you are lifting weights, you're weightlifting for a reason. Now, you could very well just love the sport of weightlifting. You could love powerlifting. You could love bodybuilding. Um, you could love just lifting weights in general. Like you want to compete. Like maybe you're into CrossFit because CrossFitters love lifting weights. Like they have very little interest in physique compared to someone like a bodybuilder. They have far less interest far less interest in physique and appearance and being cut and being shredded and all that compared to a bodybuilder or compared to someone who is, um, you know, like in a regular global style gym, who's just like working out, trying to lose body fat. Those people typically aren't interested in being able to lift a certain amount of weight and go through a certain amount of functional strength exercises as opposed to a CrossFit person or a CrossFitter. But the one thing that all of them do have in common is that they are lifting weights and they are lifting weights regularly. So whatever their goal is, it doesn't matter. They are all lifting weights regularly, which is great. So right off the bat, based on what I said earlier, they are all continuously building a higher and stronger and more efficient and a, and a more higher octane uh, RMR, their resting metabolic rate. They are increasing their resting metabolic rate as a result of lifting weights. Now, they are also burning body fat continuously as a result of lifting weights. So they're doing all of that, which is great. When should they do cardio? Honestly, when if you want numbers, if you want to cut down to actual numbers, I think an, an ideal minimum for anybody who's lifting weights right now, a weightlifter, an ideal minimum is between 30 and 60 minutes per week. I think that should be the absolute minimum. Like that is that is the baseline. Basically, if you're a weightlifter, you should be doing anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes of cardio per week. Now, what does that cardio have to be? It does not have to be hit cardio. It doesn't have to be high-intensity interval training. Okay. Now, alternatively, it does not have to be low-intensity steady state either. Again, cardio, in my opinion, its biggest benefit is the arterial health. Yes, you work your joints. Yes, you work your ligaments. Yes, you work your tendons. Yes, you build endurance, you build energy, you build the ability to do things for a long time, you build stamina, but arterial health is the biggest benefit, which helps in so many other ways in fitness and in life. So I think that any cardio, really, anything that makes you sweat, anything that makes you actually burn calories and feel like you got something done for 30 to 60 minutes is good. So it doesn't have to be one of those things like hit or less cardio. 
So my my recommendations are all, especially people who are have been weightlifting for a while, they've really gotten some results, and now they're wondering, because I get this question a lot, which is why I'm doing this episode, they're starting to wonder, when should I do cardio? When should I run? When should I do this? And again, the answer is 30 to 60 minutes minimum. Ideally, it'd be 60 to 120. But my recommendations specifically as it, as it, in terms of what to do is always going to be whatever is the least stressful on your body. Okay, because running is actually very stressful. It's very stressful on your knees. It's very stressful on your joints. It's very stressful on your hips. It's very stressful on your ankles. And I know plenty of people who run, they run 5Ks, they run marathons, half marathons, whatever, and they have the worst knees ever. I mean, they they just, they beat their knees up, especially as they get a little bit older into their 40s and 50s, they start to really, really experience the effects of running throughout their 20s and 30s, right? The knees, the ankles, the hips. So I would never really recommend long-term running, long-distance running, or continuous running, like running three times a week kind of thing. Uh, So I would always recommend the elliptical. I love the elliptical. I think it's the least stressful in terms of stationary things you can use in a gym or whatever. I think a bike is also amazing. Uh, Even a rowing machine, I think is amazing. Now, the problem with rowing machines is you can't really do 30 minutes of rowing. Um, Some people can, some like ultra savages can do it. But honestly, if you've ever tried it, it's ridiculously hard to do that. It's just, it's just difficult to do that for an extended period of time. Um, so bikes are great. Ellipticals are great. Um, the treadmill's fine. Just, I wouldn't ever really recommend that you do it over and over and over and over again. Uh, rowers are great. And then if you have the ability to get outside and do something outside, that's awesome too. Cause there's other forms of cardio besides those things, like depending on where you live or what time of the year it is, you can get outside and kayak, you can get outside and stand up paddleboard. Okay. You can get outside and swim. I mean, swimming is like the ultimate cardio. Um, you can get outside and play basketball. You can get outside and play soccer, something like that. Like that is a form of cardio. You're, you're moving, you're running, you're pivoting, you're, you're moving laterally. Um, all those things are great. Basically, you know, cardio is using your body and your body weight only to move in multiple directions. I, I mean, obviously ellipticals and running, whatever you're, you're typically going forward only, but if you can move laterally and pivot and change and go back and forth and, and move in different directions, like that is the best way to do cardio because you exercise, think about this, you're exercising so many different joints. You're exercising your ability to change direction, which that in itself is a big deal because if you wanna break that down, to move your entire body of however much you weigh, 150, 200, 250, however much you weigh, pounds, you're moving it in a direction and now you have to stop and change direction. You have to take that entire mass. I'll just use mine as an example. I'm 206 pounds today. If I had to take my 206 pound frame, move it in a direction at speed and then stop it, That's me having to use my own braking capability to stop a 206 pound moving force and then change direction and accelerate in another direction, right? If you look at it from a physics standpoint like that, it's actually very difficult. It takes a tremendous amount of energy to do that, to move a 206 pound force in a direction, stop it or 206 pound mass in in a direction, 
stop it, change direction, accelerate, move again, stop it, change direction. That's why I love playing a sport as my form of cardio. So a big chunk of my cardio is achieved through playing ice hockey, right? Ice hockey is an example. Soccer is another one. Basketball is another one. Um, flag football or whatever, you know, those are all good. Softball, um, not so much, but it can be depending on how intensely you play. But anyway, when you play a sport like that and you have to change directions and move constantly, it's a huge deal. That is one of the best forms of cardio because it, it also, it does this. It, uh, it's more than just a leg workout. It's more than just your legs and your knees and hips and ankles. It's now you have to rotate your core. You have to pivot, right? So you have to rotate your core to look this way or look that way. And you have to obviously like utilize your back as you change direction. You have to turn your body. So you're turning at the waist. The trunk includes the core. It also includes the back, the lower lats, the lower traps. Um, and your arms have to, to move with you. So you're, you're constantly moving your arms. So there's so many pieces that play a, ver- that play a role in that. And that's why I think it's so important. So you're moving your body in ways that you aren't going to be able to in the gym when you're just moving weights around, which is great. And uh, again, not only are you using your muscles and you're, you're kind of exercising your twitch muscles a little bit, you're exercising your stability and balance a little bit in ways that you won't normally do that in the gym, but you're also exercising your arterial capabilities, your arterial health, so your heart, your heart rate. And, uh, and that's huge. And that's another thing that you just can't really achieve solely through weightlifting. So again, 30 to 60 minutes minimum, right? That should be your minimum target. Like that would be an okay week. Like that would be, I would consider a a 30 minute cardio session one time a week is like a C, you know, it's a passing grade, but it's not really, you're not going above and beyond. You know, you're kind of like bottom of the class. If you can get to 60, 60 minutes, like that's a B, right? But if you can get to that 90 to 120 mark, which is like two hours a week, which really everybody should be able to do. Um, that is what's going to set you apart. That's the thing that's going to take you to the next level. And I know I talked about sports. I know I talked about hit cardio, low intensity, steady state. It doesn't really matter. Okay. Cause you know, whether or not you're challenging yourself. So I would always recommend that at least if you're challenging yourself a little bit and you're getting in that 30, minutes minimum 120 minutes ideally um, as long as you're doing that then you're doing more than most people okay you're doing more than most people and if you are trying to be successful and you're trying to go after some some actual fitness objective just remember if you're over the age of like 17 18 then chances are dude you are going for something that is not typical in your circle it's uncommon in your circle of people okay in your network and in order for you to achieve something that's not typical and uncommon, you need to do not typical and uncommon things. You need to do non-typical actions. And that might be two hours of cardio a week. All your friends might give you shit. You might not be in a circle of people where everybody does two hours of cardio per week. And that's fine. If you actually want this goal, this objective, then you'll do it. Because this is a small kind of X-factor type thing. This is a next level thing. You know, I do talk about a lot of the big picture stuff, a lot of the things you have to do. That's pretty clear, right? You have to have your nutrition on point. Yes. You have to have approximately one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Yes. You have to train four days a week ish, five days a week, four or five days a week in the gym. Resistance training is a must. 
Yes. Okay, but it's the little things on top of that that will set apart the average achievers from the overachievers. Okay, so if you are in the gym, you're doing all the things I just described, working out, eating pretty decently, and not going off the rails with your calories, then you're going to get results. You're going to get good results. But do you want to get good results or do you want to be actually overly successful? Do you want to be the person that actually succeeds in fitness, that gets the thing that they want? Because that's where the little things come into play. When you start stacking up all the little things like this, guess what happens? It sets you apart. Anyone can follow a training plan. Anyone can follow a workout plan. But if you actually do the little things here and there, focus on those little things, that is what's going to set you apart. And the little things are the difference between doing 30 minutes of cardio and then maybe doing two hours of cardio throughout an entire week, throughout a seven-day period. Chances are you can find time to do that. And instead of doing that, maybe you've been filling that time with something else, consuming some kind of media. I don't know, Netflix, social media, video games, whatever. Chances are you could probably squeeze in a little bit more cardio and it would be good for you, not just health-wise, but performance-wise because the more you do that, the more time you spend thinking about or strategizing or doing the little things like this, and I'm not saying you have to do this for 24 hours a day, but the more instances throughout the week where you do little things for yourself, guess what? You're planting little seeds in your subconscious, in your mind that are, that are staying there and they're growing and they're developing into these little things in the, that sit in the back of your mind constantly and tell you that your actions that you're taking either are or are not mapping to your goals. So you will constantly have that person, that little, that little thing in the back of your mind that starts nagging at you like, hey, dude, remember when you ran last week? That was really, really, really good for you. Maybe you should do that again instead of sitting here at the bar about to drink this beer and eat this pizza. And that's real. The more good things you do for your body, the more little things you plant in the back of your mind that constantly remind you that you are capable of doing and achieving great things. Okay, so that's it. That's the punchline. The more little things you can do, the better off you're going to do, both as a byproduct of doing the actual thing, but also as a byproduct of crafting a mindset that supports doing that over and over and over and over again. Okay, so that is going to wrap up this episode. I hope that all made sense. I hope that clicked with you. I hope that you now understand a little bit more about like how cardio should be applied and like when it should be applied and how much of it should be applied and what type of cardio should be applied. And also, I just want to remind you one more time that I'm giving away four $50 Amazon gift cards. Again, just go into iTunes, leave me a rating and a review for this podcast. Screenshot your phone when you're leaving that review and that rating and share that screenshot on either Instagram or Facebook or both and tag me and tag another friend. Okay, do those three things. It'll take you a couple minutes. That's hugely beneficial for me and the podcast and it also enters you into a raffle for a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card. So thank you guys so much. I hope you got value out of this episode. Um, If you did, then I think going and leaving that review will be easy for you. And don't forget, as always, train with purpose. Always, always, always train with purpose. And I will catch you in the next episode. Take care.